The Florida Panthers have a new ECHL affiliate, which means that Florida is a hockey state. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to prepare for Thursday and Friday's NHL entry draft, what Bill Zito said all about it, and how there is still hope that even with the lack of draft capital that the Florida Panthers can still make an impact all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, July 7th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramada Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at monoman 12 Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey. We'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. So first off, I want to start with a little bit of uh, sad news uh, that's going around in the NHL world. Uh, is about San Jose Sharks defenseman, uh, former San Jose Sharks defenseman and current scout of the team. Brian Marchment, who is the father of Florida Panthers forward Mason Marchment, has unexpectedly passed away at the age of 53. He was actually in Montreal where the draft is being held uh, for, you know, the d- to do the draft and unexpectedly passed away uh, just yesterday. And just a horrible situation for Brian Marchment and his family to be in in all of this. And, you know... It's, I never had the, I never lost a parent. So I can't even imagine what someone like Mason Marchment is going through. And for the privacy of the Marchment family, we don't know what happened. And we don't, we shouldn't dig into like what happened neither out of their privacy. But the Florida Panthers released a statement telling that, saying that their uh, thoughts and prayers are with. Brian Marchment, Mason, and the family. And it's just a really tough time for someone like Mason Marchment, who's really at the starting to really getting his hockey career started and being a free agent this upcoming, this off season. And the reports of Elliot Freeman saying that there's loyalty to the Florida Panthers and trying to re-sign there and the Florida Panthers having some interest back. Of course, the money, the financials have to work. But I will say, despite all of that, this is all secondary for Mason Marchment right now. And if it takes him forever, not forever, but, but if it takes him a little bit to make a decision on free agency on where he's going to play next season, we have to be a little patient about that. But we might even get our answers earlier based on personnel moves that might happen that might not have Mason Marchment fit under the cap. And then whenever he's ready to sign with the team that he's ready to sign with. And, you know, that Mason Marchment needs this opportunity to grieve and then get, get his, uh, 
head in the right place to make a decision. Uh, I mean, everyone grieves differently, of course, but if it takes him a little bit, I won't be mad at him at all. And I don't know what San Jose's cap situation looks like um, on the top of my head, at least. I know they have a lot of uh, <laughs> contracts over $7 million uh, with older players, but I think it will be a really cool story if uh, Mason Marchment ends up signing with the Sharks to honor his dad. And I think that will be a really cool story. Right now, the San Jose Sharks have $5.6 million in cap space uh, right now. So I think that will be a pretty cool story. And it's funny because there's Mason Marchment, who who we spoke about many times about him moving up into ECHL with the Orlando Solar Bears when they were under the Toronto Maple Leafs organization it's funny because i went to a kelly cup playoff game a few years ago with uh the orlando solar bears and i don't remember the exact date that i was there i don't have it documented so i might have seen mason marchment play i might not have really not knowing who he was at the time and it kind of bothers me to this day about that i don't know the exact game but speaking of mason marchment and brian marchment and all transitioning over to this other topic for the Florida Panthers marchment and ECHL uh, that the Florida Panthers have an agreement, a multi-year agreement with the Florida Everblades to become their new ECHL affiliate, replacing the Greenville Swamp Rabbits uh, as their affiliate, which Estero, Florida is only not even 150 miles away from Sunrise, Florida. You take Alligator Alley uh, West, uh, and you're there within two hours. So it's, I think that's pretty cool for the Florida Panthers. The Florida Everblades, when they were under the Nashville Predators organization, won the Kelly Cup uh, championship. And cool story for the Panthers and Everblades. And the fact that now there's two teams, well, there's three ECHL teams, but now that there are two teams of, the Florida teams on the NHL side of things that they have both their ECHL teams in the state of Florida is a win-win for the state. It is, it promotes more people to want to play the game. It helps with youth programs as well. And it helps with overall watch viewership of the game. The fact that I'm, and I'm sure there are Panther fans listen to us who live on the Gulf coast. The Panthers are are they have a representation there. Of course, there's another fan base, of course, as well on the Gulf Coast as well with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm sure this inspires more people to not only get to Florida Everblades games to to watch games there, but also to get in the sport. And then they say, "Ha, huh, who is there? Who is the owner of this affiliate here, right here in Estero?" Uh, and it's the Florida Panthers, just a few, just not even 150 miles east of where they're at. So that, in my opinion, is just a great overall situation if you're the Panthers. And it's really cool because the ECHL produces so many great products. I mean, just Florida Panthers alone, you think about, we talked about Mason Marchment earlier uh, in this segment. We speak about Ryan Lomberg, who moved up into ECHL with Calgary before eventually signing with the Cats. Chris Drieger, 
as well, who got a big contract, uh, and as well as Mackenzie Weger. Mackenzie Weger played some ECHL games as well under his belt. So the we we could very well see some later round picks for the Florida Panthers this year making their way to Estero and a good opportunity to see some growth with these players on the on the Gulf Coast. So I think it's a really cool opportunity for for the growth of the game and the growth of these players. I'm not sure if transactions would be with from Estero all the way to Sunrise more likely would be Charlotte. But still, if the if the those players also want to catch an NHL game and want just want to take a quick visit as well, uh, East they could as well. So that's a cool cool situation for the Panthers and the their new ECHL affiliate in the Florida Everblades. In the next segment, we're going to discuss Bill Zito's media availability yesterday that he had where he's going to talk about his approach to the tonight's NHL entry draft. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bilt Bar. And from the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Bilt Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Bilt have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Bilt Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Bilt.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All Bilt Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Bilt Puffs is, of course, the amazing. The, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you are craving you got a craving. You need a satisfy to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk puffs right now. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. But also, make sure you listen to Locked On NHL because the NHL draft is right around the corner. And our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first round pick. Subscribe to Locked On NHL on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. Some programming notes for the for locked on panthers specifically because we don't because the florida panthers do not have a first round pick is unless something big happens uh depending on how late it is if it's past midnight uh, we're gonna wait until the next morning uh for a transaction uh but we will be recording early tomorrow morning so that nothing is outdated as far as breaking news because this is the time where a transaction can happen Anytime, just if you were to listen to my episodes last offseason, especially related to expansion draft, 
there was a lot of things that I recorded before a transaction happened, not knowing, of course. And we're just going to wait a little bit before round two begins on Friday. So tonight is round one, but the real Panthers draft happens Friday. So we're going to discuss that uh, with Nick Fairbanks. Uh, hopefully he's able to be activated off IR uh, for for Friday's episode. But let's continue uh, talking about Bill Zito's media availability uh, on Thursday. He spoke about really his approach with uh, first-round picks. He he also spoke about – he was also asked about Brian Marchment. And just – it was really hard for Bill Zito to, like, actually get the words out of his mouth to talk about Brian Marchment, actually. It, it, it took him, like, at least a good – there's at least a good a pause for, like, 30 seconds because, I mean, you could tell – that there was uh there's some for there's some condolences for from Bill Zito's part, but there was also you could also tell that Bill Zito legitimately cares about someone like Mason Marchment. I, I mean, you see it with the emotion that's shown uh, on him because of course these general managers they see these players every single day and they they look up they they, they look up to these people as well so that it's a support system when you're part of a team and part of a franchise as well but you know once again uh it, um our thoughts and prayers are with the marchment family during this difficult time but we discuss let's discuss what uh bill zito talked about in in the draft uh and he says basically that even though that the florida panthers don't have uh any first or second round picks that their prep stays the same, that this is where it's really tough for this is really where the scouting department has really got to make their money as far as going overseas and seeing players through, through different leagues and also making phone calls uh, to different, uh, to different people to get an idea of what this player is like. And of course we're, we're still in a pandemic, even though where it's an 82, it's a regular 82 game season and the and the season is starting on time and finishing in mid-April, which we'll discuss actually more tomorrow uh, instead of today. Sorry about sorry sorry about that, guys. With the draft going on today, uh, we're gonna move the talk about the schedule on tomorrow's episode. But he says that his prep is the same. Also, was spoken about um, was asked, excuse me, about the status of Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger as far as their contracts. Said how he spoke to both of their agents, but wasn't expecting Bill Zito to really reveal anything. Uh, my expectations were very low as far as what Bill Zito was able to say out loud, because of course they're they're trained uh, to uh, to say certain things and not certain uh, certain things by their PR team. So uh, just had very low expectations when going into that presser, and he also. Same thing with Claude Giroux asking about the status of his uh, his contracts. He says, didn't get into any specifics, but he's spoken to all UFA and RFAs. Doesn't tell us anything about the status. So uh, also asked about Andrew Burnett as well, about what what he his status with the team is. Uh, and nothing has changed as well. Uh, sp spoke about how he they're going through the process of evaluating what they're gonna what their staff is going to be uh assistant coaches and even uh front office so looks like that andrew burnett is also still looking for a workaround and seeing what's best for him and um uh, once again 
going back to Jonathan Huberto and um, McKenzie Weir, it's a slam dunk for Jonathan Huberto to to sign an extension for the Panthers, at least in my opinion. Uh, McKenzie Weir, not so much. I think they're legitimately going to wait until free agency um, next year in order for and have McKenzie Weir test the market and then see what they're gonna what's gonna happen with Weir. As far as Huberto that goes. I don't expect this to be a a long process when it comes to when it comes to signing a contract. I mean, Barkoff with his contract, it it wasn't it wasn't too long that he didn't take too long to sign his uh contract. It was right before uh training camp started. So there was no drama in in, in for Barkoff and his contract. Of course, with a year left, you still have a lot of time in order to get something done. So it was never really a stress for me before Barkov signed his extension. He ex- he signed it specifically on October 8th, uh, 2021. If Huberto doesn't sign his immediately, it's nothing to freak out about neither because it could happen at really at any time. And you'll have a full year before you you have the the early bird rights, as they say for for talking about someone who's under contract for in UFA status uh even next season and I really I'm really confident that the Panthers will get that done based on their track record with this front office I mean we saw with Bill Zito as well with Carver Hagee he didn't even let him get into his RFA uh year before extending him so they they got that done right away uh Bill Zito is very proactive he likes to get his guys signed right away and just move on with the next one. And I don't think that this extension for Huberto is going to be any different in relation to the the Florida Panthers and having another player sign long-term with the team. And for, for that, once again, I, I think that Huberto and Barkoff will likely have the same cap hit. Um, it's It really would say how there one person is not more important than the other. I think that would be a fair cap hit for both Huberto and Barkov. Of course, uh, Huberto's contract is going to ex- extend one more year than Barkov's. So under contract, we might see Huberto last one more year in Sunrise than Barkov, assuming that we, we can't even tell where the Florida Panthers are going to be at that time, e- even though that... But hey, uh, Barkov's contract will expire before Huberto's, so still no updates there. Uh, but Bill Zito didn't really give any answers, or I didn't I didn't come out of that press conference knowing more than about what I did prior to hearing Bill Zito because GMs they're not they're just not going to tip their hands as far as their draft strategy and looking into in into trades and signings and all but here's one thing that i did get Uh, actually i did i did take one thing away from it a lot of draft analysts as far as the outside the organizations like the chris peters Corey pronman's of the world sam constantino's of the world a lot of them like to say that this specific draft is like a weak draft quote-unquote weak draft but bill zito kind of dodged that and kind of talked about how you never know who's going to have that motivation to be great and that who's going to be 
the one to rise up and and just because players have egos. You know, everyone wants to be number one overall. It's likely going to be Shane Wright going to the Montreal Canadiens and Yoslav Klovslavsky um, going to the New Jersey Devils and Logan Cooley to the Arizona Coyotes. But there are many, many players out of that after that. And some of them will use that as motivation to to train consistently and then make a big impact on, on the specific team. So you never know who's going to shine. And it's all just throwing darts at a board sometimes and seeing what sticks. So that really, that's really the approach to the draft with a lot of these players. And they're though they, they did speak about something about position of need and best player available. When you're picking 93rd overall at that point, you're going to pick best player available at that point in the draft. So we we don't know which direction. We don't know who's going to be on the board by the time the Panthers pick at 93. So which helps us transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about how there is hope for the Panthers in relation to this year's 2022 NHL entry draft. We're going to discuss that next on Locked On Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait until the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choose the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save money and time when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50, 100% more on the same parts in chain stores or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. You have everything they need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Rock do- right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at Rock Auto. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Thursday, July 7th. And happy draft day for everyone who celebrates. And, you know, this was this year was a little different for, for me personally. Of course, no first round picks or second round picks for the Panthers. So the episodes leading up to the draft had to be a little different uh, for, for me personally. I'm not going to pretend I know every single prospect in the coming out of the draft and of course the loads of possibilities that the Panthers could have at 93rd overall starting uh with with that so of course when you're in contention mode the real focus for a team when you're contending for a Stanley Cup is really that next season and trying to go for it while teams that are near the bottom are like looking more towards the future the Panthers are not in that position however we did speak about picks in volume not necessarily high picks, but picks in volume for the Panthers that can still be very impactful for this team. And let's let me provide you a little bit of hope of why of how the Florida Panthers can still have draft these players and develop them, and they could still help the Panthers in a few years. And of, of course, number one, the obvious one is hitting on your picks. Duh, <laughs> but that, but it, but it, but just an example. We talked about 
um, Steve Eisenman before he left to Detroit about all the players that he was able to draft in for the Tampa Bay Lightning and how it's worked. But also there's hope for other that other players have gone in different rounds based on where they were drafted. So let's start with 93rd overall with the Panthers. Only the second time in history that they've drafted 93rd overall. The other time came in 2010. Uh, a few third round picks that the Florida Panthers even have on their own roster Duke, Radko Gudis, and Cole Schwitt, who we've spoken about in the last few weeks about him. We expect us expecting Cole Schwitt to fight for a opening night spot in the roster. I know we all have different opinions about Eunice Johansson, but he's also a third round pick as well. So that's another player on the Florida Panthers that are, are were drafted in the third round. Um, recent ones are t- uh, Tyce Milanich, who was uh, flipped for Ben Sherratt. Uh Justin Sordiff, who won a WHL championship uh, just recently with the Edmonton Oil Kings. John Ludwig, defenseman, is another one. Uh, Logan Hutzko, who slipped in the draft for the Panthers. They ended up taking him 90, 89th overall in 2018. Uh, Max Gildon, another defenseman in 2017. And a player not on the Panthers that has, was drafted in the third round but ended up winning a Stanley Cup is Vesna Trophy winner Braden Holtby for the Washington Capitals back in 2008. So Stanley Cup champion, Vesna Trophy winner, there's hope for uh, for a, nine, a 93rd overall uh, pick. So that's where Braden Holtby was drafted in 2008. Their next pick is uh, 125th overall, and they the Panthers have never had a pick in 125. But they do have a few fourth-round picks on their squad. Lucas Carlson is one of them, who they're still looking to qualify an offer to, hopefully. Um Fourth round pick, uh, 110th overall by Chicago in 2016. Ben Sherratt, 120th by the Atlanta Thrashers before they moved to Winnipeg. Um, and and a most recent fourth round pick for the Panthers was Mike Benning, uh, 95th overall in 2020, who Mike Benning had the game-winning goal for the, um, for the University of Denver in, in the Frozen Four Championship. So that's a hope for... Uh, the Panthers, a, a power play goal specifically for Mike Benning. Uh, so that that's one. Uh, the next one is what 157th overall. And the Panthers have had a 157th pick in 1994 where they drafted Matt Odette um, 157th in 94. Um, other fifth-round picks for the Panthers that they have in, on their roster is Gus Forsling, uh, drafted by Vancouver in 2014. And they... They drafted a goalie last year in Kirill Grisimyuk. Um, that was a draft pick last year to replace Devin Levi, who they traded in, in the Sam Reinhart trade. And also, we got to give credit to Bill Zito. Jameson Olive of FloridaPanthers.com actually wrote a great piece on the 2020 draft class that the Panthers had. Of course, we talk about Anton Lindell. Emil Hyman was flipped for Sam Bennett. Ty Spelanich was flipped for Ben Sherratt. Devin Levi was flipped for Sam Reinhardt. So really, Bill Zito has really used these assets in order to also help him win now as well. So that's another one uh, for uh, the Panthers that that they that they've used to their advantage when it comes to most recent drafts. Sixth round, they have two of them, uh, three picks apart. One of them is their own, and one of them is Toronto's uh, via Columbus. 
That was part of the three-way trade that they got from Columbus and Carolina as far as getting helping Carolina acquire Max Domi. And, of course, they traded a six-round pick earlier in that trade deadline to get Robert Haig. That was Calgary's six-round pick that they got from the Sam Bennett trade and then got a six-round pick back to help Max Domi get to the Carolina Hurricanes. So they got a six-round pick for free, basically, for Robert Haig. Never have had a 186 or 189th overall pick. But a few six-round picks on their roster currently is Pateri Limbaum, who was drafted 176 from by St. Louis in 2012. Another one's Maxim Mammon, even though he's going back to uh, the KHL. He was drafted by the Panthers in 2016. Uh, and also notable players... Uh, Drafted 186 was Jason Demers uh, from San Jose in 2008 and uh, Derek Dorsett of Columbus in 2006. So those are also other notable player notable players that have been drafted 180, 186 and 189th. Last pick for the Panthers will be 221st. Never had that pick in their franchise history, but we talk about this all the time. I mean, around NHL circles, at least. Uh, uh, th- can you think about a seventh round pick that has been an impact in the NHL and, and has won Stanley Cups? Hmm. It's by the name of Patrick Hornquist. The very last pick in 2005, 230th overall by Nashville. And you just never know who's going to who's gonna have that motivation in order to become great in their, in their craft. Marcus Navarro is another uh, one as well uh, by Columbus in 2015. Uh, Bill Zito had a big influence in drafting him. And, of course, homegrown talent in Mackenzie Weger. Uh, same draft as Alexander Barkov, 206 overall, and he's a top-pairing defenseman. Even though, per- me personally, I see Mackenzie Weger going into next season probably as like the second-pairing defenseman because I think it's better for the balance of the lineup for the the Panthers. As far as other, other uh, picks for the Panthers... Um, Brandon Hache, who was just drafted 210th last year, is playing with the Kingston Frontenacs, who Shane Wright, who's projected to go number one overall, uh, is likely rumored to stay in junior hockey next year with Kingston. So Brandon Hache could also play with Shane Wright as well once again. Um, we spoke about Devin Levi earlier about flipping him um, for the 212th overall in the 2020 NHL entry draft. And what really helped Devin Levi was really his world junior performance uh, in 2020 going up against Spencer Knight uh, on the other side. And then of course, uh, a great season at Northeastern, a Hopi Baker uh, top 10 in Hobie Baker voting. And what really hurt his chances to win the Hobie Baker was when he went to the Olympics with team Canada just recently. And he didn't even play. Uh, He was the backup goaltender for uh, team Canada in the Olympics this year. And, you know, that might have helped hurt his chances in order to to win the Hobie Baker. But still a, a great uh, a great opportunity for Devin Levi as he increased his draft stock. And, of course, a, a chance for Devin Levi to maybe be the franchise goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres uh, once they are ready to contend. Because everything that Buffalo is doing, I kind of like what they're doing as far as what they got in return for Jack Eichel. Um Owen Powers drafted number one overall. He he's like he's going to be joining the Sabers um, 
this this season. And speaking of the University of Michigan, um, we spoke about Owen Power. Uh, Mackie Semaskevich, a first round pick for the Panthers. Uh, we're expected we're expecting him to have bigger role, a bigger role this season at the University of Michigan. Uh, Luke Hughes, uh, they speaking of another University of Michigan uh, player who play who's under the New Jersey Devils. He's going to be returning to the University of Michigan as well. So, uh, so that University of Michigan once again is going to be a a big force to be reckoned with in college hockey. So that's going to be fun. We're going to see increased role for uh, Mackie Semaskevich, and we're going to see increased role for these Panther players in Charlotte as well. So uh, a good a good opportunity for each and every one of them. So I went over that exercise to give you a little hope that remember picks by volume. Remember that that there is opportunity there. I don't know how much movement that we're going to see the Panthers make in rounds three through seven, as far as trading up, trading back. Uh, we might see a situation maybe in the sixth round where they trade up and they give them um, from 186 to like, I don't know, 160 something, and then just trade that 189th pick. And, you know, if it's worthwhile and if they see that that's the best player available, we've got to continue to trust Bill Zito and his scouting department in order to uh, see what these players are made of. And one thing that Doug Blagans and Jameson Olive also made spoke about on territory talk yesterday was really how that with the Seattle Kraken not being part of the organization anymore, as far as Charlotte, that you might see more of the players in their twenties to 20 to 21 year old age group uh, drafted by the Panthers late in order to fill some of their spots in Charlotte as well. But it is also, but once again, it's also an opportunity for development as well. So it's not a, it's not a detriment to to their, to their development as well. So we might see all sorts of mo- movement, and we might, or we might not see movement at all. However, when the Panthers do eventually pick their players, we're going to go over every single one of them and what draft evaluators say about who they are about what's their strengths what's their weaknesses and what we could how we and if we could project whether they're going to sign with the team and when they do what their role could possibly be what their ceiling could be so that's gonna be fun uh on monday's episode of locked on panthers but tomorrow we're going to be bringing in nick fairbanks hopefully he's activated off the ir to discuss everything that happened in on draft night on Thursday night. And if there is a possible transaction for the Panthers, as far as a cap clearing move, we'll be talking about all that. And we'll be doing discussing the schedule for the Panthers. I, I know, I know you probably y'all, you guys wanted to talk about this today, but with the draft, there was so much more important things to talk about. And we could save the schedule until tomorrow's episode world where I have a lot of things to say about this schedule, good and bad in relation to it. So, well, so tune in to tomorrow's episode. We'll, we'll discuss more about that. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day and for your second listen of the day. Make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked on NHL. From each draft pick to every free agency signing, Locked on NHL has you covered every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.
Summer Londo Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.